and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, for those of you who keep track on your belt, put notch number two in for this week. Uh, this is going to be a just a, a damn good one. Let's talk about GOAT, greatest of all time, never to be topped, Taylor Swift. Ten, <laughs> ten songs, top ten. She's got every slot on the Billboard charts. Not, not on the, the uh, soul chart, not on the country chart, but no. on the pop chart. Right. Right. Uh and uh, we have a bit of a uh, fracas that has broken out on the uh, Brad and Brad uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and our old friend, Brian Clary. Oh, I feel so bad for Brian. Why do you feel bad for Brian? Because Brian finally, after I crushed him, came back with a, you fucking boomers and your Beatles. That was his argument. How did I know this was going to go back to the Beatles? But no, but th- that that's all he had left. <laughs> he he had nothing. I love Brian, and, and we're just just screwing around. But um, I mean, the facts are: you tell me, because you're yeah, you have a better grip than do I, I do on music today. It isn't that it's not great, but it's better than mine. Can I just <laughs> say that? Will you be insulted if I say that? Yeah, since you gave up keeping up with music at some time around 1978. Sure. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. All these new songs I heard by Rod Stewart when we saw him in Vegas last month. I'd never heard of a lot of those. Anything that he released after 81, I'd never heard before. <laughs> ah, these jingle jangle hippies and REM. Who cares about them? Ah! Um. <laughs> But the the uh, the the comparison, I think, is is fair. It's it's a it's a fun one. It's it's like on ESPN when they argue LeBron versus Michael, right? Except that that actually has more weight to it and legitimacy than than uh, Taylor Swift being ranked somehow, some way above the Beatles, Michael Jackson, and Elvis. Elvis I would pick yeah. those three. I would pick <laughs> those three as the most dominant artists of their eras that were so far into the culture and the domination of the the press and different generations while they were doing what they were doing uh and just having spaces on the billboard top 100 chart which by the way the billboard top 100 chart has been just for reference sake bullshit forever okay <laughs> but it's been irrelevant for at least 30 years I right mean, it's not it, really it was irrelevant when it was relevant but okay it meant something in the 70s it may have it meant, meant something, something in the 80s it didn't right. it's not meant anything right. but, since the internet was invented but uh back in the day the day being before everything went digital right and before people stopped buying individual songs okay or I guess I should say it in the opposite way. When they started buying only individual songs and not really albums because albums didn't physically exist. I'll show you what. Here's a great album. I'll give you an example. This is the, uh, uh, I'm holding up Telly Savalas' album here. <laughs> Shades of Dave's record collection from Late Night with David Letterman. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. Here's what, you know what it says on here? It says, 
intense, aggressive, fair-minded, but relentless and tough. This is Telly Savalas as Kojak, a New York cop you won't easily forget, produced this fall by Universal for the CBS television network. So this was a promo album. <laughs> Taylor Swift, <laughs> better than Telly Savalas. When Kojak was coming on the air. And for you youngsters who don't know what Kojak is, I can't help you. He's Sorry. kind of a bald guy like me. But he's he, it, your your parents are watching him on MeTV tonight at nine. <laughs> Jesus. Oh but uh, here's the point. Here's the point. I I made this on on the post, which you know crushed Brian Clary. Back <laughs> back before digital everything, the way music was put out there was the artists would put out an album, and they'd pick one or two songs and release those as singles. 45s yeah and that would be it and if the single sold well they might pick another song a few months later and they'd squeeze some maybe three or four singles out of an album if it was a great album like look at the eagles that's how they did it right i'll did it the same way so the chances that the eagles for instance that's another group that's just <laughs> hall of fame shit they're never going to occupy the top 10 space because it just didn't work that way. You, you couldn't. It, it didn't make any. Now it's no. different, right? It's it, all, yeah. It's and I think that's the point is you can't really. It would be impossible to compare 1967 and 20. It's not possible. If you were able to buy an entire Beatles album by pushing a button, or if you were able to have a streaming service in 1967 and pay $5 a month, come on. I mean, there's no, you can't. Right. It, it's impossible. It's apples and coconuts. I don't know. It's not, it's just not comparable. She's great in 2022 they were great in 1968 i i don't know i don't know what else to tell you i yeah, mean I, I don't remember it always has to be somebody's better it depends on what your point is. it always was better than or why don't you give it up everything's better now than it's ever been there's nothing in between I, Britt. don't you know that don't you i have i have a guy that i work with and he just, just swears you know he's one of these oh things are terrible today and there's so much more crime and things were awful god damn things were so much greater in the 80s and i went you understand we had people telling us how much better things were in the 60s and the 80s you couldn't go around without somebody telling you how much better were things and i'm sure people in the 60s were like god you should have been here in the 50s Things were so much better. In the everybody's always going to tell you it was better at another time. I happen to think the '80s weren't all that great, and we had some problems back then as well. Nobody believes that, but yes, that's it. Always has to be better, and what I experienced was better than you. And go eat, go eat a dick. I mean, that's, that's essentially that's the. Wait argument. a minute, I have that album. <laughs> was that Telly's follow up? <laughs> Telly sings songs the kids will like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know uh, I, I i like i i tried not to like taylor swift for a while and damn it i can't she's she's pretty talented she's pretty good at what she does i don't know if i would pay. I, I, I don't deny i don't deny any of that i'm sure she's she's great i don't listen to her i don't think i'll be journeying to... i don't care but but uh <laughs> when when that story broke in the last day or so with the and of course they had to immediately um crush the accomplishment, the true impossible chart accomplishment of the charting era, which is when the Beatles held the top five spots at the same time back in 1964. Uh, no, nobody's ever did. And so the, the numerical equip, well, then she must be twice as good. Yeah, easily. She's got the top 10. They only had five. I mean, the, the, 
and that's how simplistic that's like a political campaign it's the all-time half-truth lie irrelevant but i'm gonna vote for taylor because she's twice as good as the beat it doesn't mean anything almost anybody that you can imagine in any kind of entertainment realm there are fewer people making less money than there were pick of number 50 years ago in the music business there are fewer people making a living in radio there's fewer people making a living in 2022 than there were 50 years ago in professional wrestling there's fewer people making less money than there were in 2022 you know you you could say that about just about anything wait yeah you're gonna love this yesterday on the previous podcast while we were here i had guys in the house and they were putting in a new furnace for us um upstairs and it's 23 years old the thing finally bit the dust and they're putting it and so i had a, a long-running ongoing conversation with the head guy his name is ricky now ricky is from chicago i mean he's from the south side of chicago wow. Le- right. bad bad leroy brown territory um a, a, a tough looking wiry guy couldn't have weighed more than 130 pounds uh and had this voice like this and as I kept talking to him, turned out he did five MMA fights in his life. Holy shit. He wasn't, a, you know, he wasn't really going to do it for a living because he had other things going on. Sure. But uh, I guess in the Chicago area, sometimes they would need a substitute when someone wouldn't show up. So he was that guy. I said, so I, I hope this doesn't offend you. What was your record? <laughs> well, I was barely one and four. Okay, <laughs> but it was, I mean, and I could see that, that he, you know, still he was in his early forties probably. Um, but wow. Wow. A, a real MMA. So I, I decided it would be a good idea to actually pay for the service mm-hmm. after it was performed, because if he's an yeah. MMA, he probably still could beat me up. Yeah. Dude, one in four in MMA could whip your ass any day of the I think week. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't Why did I tell you that? There was some, there was some reason. It was, it was Chicago. It was something about Chicago or South Side or something about entertainment. Or did you talk to him about Chicago radio? Did you talk to him no. about? No, he didn't. He didn't talk about no, anything. No, that no, good no. Stuff. Although he did, you know what? He, uh, this is actually a, a fairly representative of America right now in a certain way. This guy lived his whole life in in Chicago family is still there and he couldn't stand it he hated it. he couldn't wait to get out could not wait to get out really and he loves it in our part of the world in, in greensboro north carolina he lives at brown summit right now he says i love driving home every day from work and seeing farmland and cows <laughs> and things like that compared to you know the, the, the part of chicago certainly that that he was from but he he did say one thing. What do you miss the most? I miss the food. Chicago, I miss yeah. the food so much there. And mm. there was no argument because yeah, it's a great, it. great city for for Oof. every kind of ethnic food cooked by people who are those ethnics. Yeah. And we have some of that here. We don't have a lot, but we have it. We have some. And uh, but that but that's what's happening. You know, that part of the country is. Yeah, is is evacuating if they have the opportunity and they're coming they're coming south and you got to give them points for for uh, actually stopping here and not going to florida 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him some points there. Yeah. His brain had been scrambled from the MMA fights, but not that badly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Ricky from Barrico, and we've got heat. There we've you go. Heat. Now, can, can I? How did uh, uh, Halloween go for you last night? Uh, for folks watching us live in the one thirty hour on Tuesday, uh, below me. I asked the question in a little graphic there, is trick-or-treating dead? So you know what I'm going to say. What? How was it at uh, your place? Was it busy? Was it? They started late because it was raining earlier yeah. in the afternoon, which right. I, and I didn't get a lot. I was able to give away about half of the candy that I got. In fact, some kids came back around. They go, oh, we've already been at this house. And I went, it's okay. You can have more. And I was giving them extremely okay. large handfuls. That That's, uh, that's trick-or-treating being essentially almost dead because <laughs> there much. was a point. And yeah. you know this isn't that long ago, where on Halloween night, uh, the doorbell would ring, and it would ring, and it would ring, and uh, you had a good hour and 15, hour and a half of uh, pretty high traffic. In my case, you know, we had we had the crosstown bus crowd come here, mm-hmm. and that was fine. I'm no fine problem. We always no had enough either. candy for, for everybody, but in uh, 2022, and I thought that... Uh, this is the first true post COVID Halloween that they'd be ready. They'd be, you know, so what if it rained at five 30 in the afternoon? So what big deal? Um, if we gave away 20% of the candy that we had, it would have been a lot. I'd say we didn't have more than 25 kids the whole night. It was, uh, what happened to my country, Brit? <laughs> How do we restore you know, in Joe Biden's America, kids are even afraid to go out trick-or-treating because of the crime that has been perpetrated on America. Well, but look at the the difference between the media version of Halloween, right? Which mm-hmm. is everybody on TV has to dress up. Everybody on the Today Show, what are they going to wear this year? And all the anchors around the country doing Halloween and the Halloween this and Halloween that – and the the marketing and the commercials and the pumpkin spice toilet paper they'll sell everything right but the reality is i think on the ground parents and i have no proof of this none whatsoever i think parents have said enough this is not worth it and by the way there were no examples across America that I heard about of candy that was laced with fentanyl no. or razor blades. But no, I got several notifications today of, of people getting hit, kids getting hit by cars, people oh. getting injured and all wow. kinds of things. So remember, the fake problem of Halloween, yeah. as uh, presented to you, say, on Fox News which is that uh, look out they're poisoning you and your kids and the candy with fentanyl and fentanyl is what that's because of the liberal policies at the border by Joe Biden letting everybody in. In fact, he says, Joe Biden says, if you have fentanyl, you go to the head of the line. You come on in, come on right. in. Right. So it's also his corruption. I think was, I think didn't Hunter Biden have like 50 different contracts with China to bring fentanyl into the country. You're, you're lying. It was only 20. <laughs> i was i was right in smack dab in the generation where it was like oh my god they're, they're putting razor blades and straight pins in candy 
and which they would they have, didn't. They, but, which never, but they, there was a, a period of time in America. People don't believe this, but it happened. Well, they it wasn't up, that long ago where for, for a while, I'm sure uh, there were a couple of years where you can take your candy to the hospital, the police station or the hospital, and they'll to, run it through to like the, the, the shit that you right. put your, your which, uh, which by the way, with the it probably exposed people to more radiation than, which was more harmful and caused cancer. So, right. But no, there was never any proof of anybody putting razor blades or pins or anything in candy. Um, the story was that somebody, it was like a Snow White situation where somebody poisoned an apple and it was like a Munchausen situation. And it just got out of control and the rumors went wild. Yeah. Oh, somebody killed their own kid that way. Yeah, they, they either poisoned their own kid or something like yeah, that. And then that, the word by got the way, out. That doesn't count. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm, I'm not saying that it does, but that's it, what it, it ballooned it into. Did. It doesn't count, but it did count. <laughs> and it was enough to, to, to turn the country into, into uh, hysteria. Um, that was before we had the Internet spreading these crazy ass rumors all over the place. Speaking of uh, spreading crazy ass rumors. Uh, guess who jumped on board the Paul Pelosi bullshit bandwagon? That's right. Donald Trump. Yeah. He went on. The Chris Stiegel show. Stiegel, who's that guy? Who is he? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who shows he's, he can even come on anymore. He can't even come on Fox anymore. <laughs> I know. Uh, Trump was asked about the attack on Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, carried out by a unquestionably homeless conspiracy theory believing drifter, whack job, nutcase, moron. Here's Trump's line. Tell me if you've heard something similar to this before. There are weird things going on in that household. <laughs> Trump then went on to regurgitate the unfounded claim that originated from aerial images from the crime scene that show broken glass on the patio where the attacker, David DePape, allegedly broke through the doors to enter the home. Some say the images show the attacker broke the glass from inside the home. So Trump says the glass, it seems, was broken from the inside to the out. So it wasn't a break in. It was a breakout. I don't know. You hear the same things I do. Mm. No, Still I don't. Because I'm not 9-11 recording from the attack, which has not been released to the public, saying it suggests Paul Pelosi knew the attacker's identity. It did not say that. No. It did not say that. But no, there's no suggestion of that at all. Yeah, it's a lot of bad stuff. I'm not a fan what, of Nancy Pelosi. What they're saying is oh, no, they, very sad. The whole what, thing is crazy. I mean, if there's even a little bit of truth to what's being said, it's crazy. What, well, he's, I, al what he's alluding to and doesn't have the balls to say is that they are promoting among right-wingers that Paul Pelosi had some sort of gay sex thing going on with this guy, and it got out of right. hand. Yeah, he's eighty. He's eighty-two years That's old. That's what they're saying. Not, when Na when Nancy's out of town, he rocks. Yeah, we know. That. <laughs> this is what they're saying. But, but, but a caller, a caller to Smirconish this morning calls up, and and says, "All right, Paul Pelosi is is eighty-two. He's got a ton of money. He's really, really wealthy. Let's just say, for the sake of the argument, he was somehow in some kind of gay tryst." There was a homosexual element of this. Look at this guy who who did this, who got arrested. Don't you think Paul Pelosi could have done better than that? And uh, wait, Otter, here, wait, Otter, but here, here's the kicker. The guy says, I'm a gay man. I know that's a fact. He could have done a lot better. What a great line. 
See, and, and you know what that is? That's a, a funny version of Trump saying that E. Jean Carroll wasn't his type, so he couldn't have possibly raped yes, her. She's okay? too ugly to rape. That's too uh, ugly that, to rape. That's nice. Which, by the way, even objectively, was not true at the time. No, no. But but this, I thought this was, that was a great line by the guy. Uh, but you know, here's a question that I have, and maybe I'm the only one asking this. I don't know. Why does it seem? And I keep I've read and I've heard the the depictions of the the, the minute by minute TikTok of 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 what happened there. That the police made it, and apparently, like both of these guys are holding on to the same hammer. Right there, there uh-huh. there's a tug yeah. of war. Correct over the hammer. And the police are there, and this guy grabs the hammer, and then that's when he really bashes yeah. Pelosi. Why did they not kill him instantly with a gun right um, there? Can why, I answer your, why answer was your that question? To transpire? Can I answer your question? Go ahead. Okay. Because he's white. There. I think that's the answer you're looking for, isn't it? Is that the answer that you were looking for? Because I think that's probably the answer. Well, there's a different version of that. It could be because it's San Francisco. (laughs) It's cute. I'm not sure why he wasn't at least wounded. I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. But the narrative is very clear. The person who was arrested has not been... It has not been controversial in the least about their statement. They've been very clear about what they were doing, what happened. There's right. no there's no question about what happened. I went here to kill Nancy Pelosi. I was going to tie him up because I was tired. He went into the bathroom, called 911. Then there was a struggle. Then I hit him against the head. Period. End of story. Full stop. But again, among right wingers, well, I don't know. He might have had his dick in his mouth, or there might have been. I don't know. Hey, have a, have a shit. And I, you know, it's just the stupidest shit. It really is the dumbest shit possible. And yeah, the comparison, you, you, do, you do realize that the the alternate conspiracy theory version, yeah, is there forever. It does not matter. Yeah, it, it's yeah, but it, uh, it's also stupid I mean, forever. I mean, honestly, this is PizzaGate. This is PizzaGate. Well, Brett. let's. We can, well, I'm going to do the turnaround game. When Steve Scalise was shot at the practice for the congressional baseball game, correct? Steve Scalise, the Louisiana Republican, correct? Hmm. By God, don't you remember all the liberals went around going, "I bet Steve Scalise, Scalise had a gay thing going, this guy, and he shot him." Don't you remember how they were spreading that all over social media and all over CNN, MSNBC? Don't you remember how they, they would go on and go, I bet Steve, Steve Scalise is a homo, and this was a lover's quarrel. See, well, see you, it just doesn't happen. You, you bring up, you bring up the, the most important part of the fake balance. Both sides do it. Everyone is equally culpable. It's so stupid. And it's an ugly atmosphere, and... You can't blame one side or the other. The answer is yes, you can. And in that particular incident, that guy who really was mentally unbalanced did not act on any kind of specific orders. Yes, he was a Bernie Sanders voter. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. That's correct. That's right. But you cannot, you absolutely cannot make some kind of equivalency argument to the atmosphere and the motivations in that particular incident compared to uh, so many others. And by the way, uh, we've got a brand new one. We've got a brand new one. It's uh, out of Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reporting that a state house candidate in Pennsylvania, a Democrat, was allegedly 
assaulted in his own backyard after a series of threatening incidents that uh, led him to suspect he is being politically targeted. His name is Richard Ringer, Democrat, bloodied and knocked unconscious by an attacker in his backyard at five in the morning, according to the police report. Guy was standing with his back to me. This is Ringer now speaking. I went and bear hugged him, wrestled him to the ground, ended up to get, but he was bigger than me. And he pinned me down on my left side. This happens to be a house district in Pennsylvania that apparently is very, very competitive. This is not a gerrymandered one direction or the other. This is one of those rare instances where apparently this seat really is uh, being contested, which, by the way, that is probably the reason, Britt, we need to have safe seats for everyone so that we don't have these incidents where people get upset at the other candidate, right? That's what it is. Uh, He hit me 12 times in the head, in the face, the eye. He knocked me out. He didn't say he's at 10 to 12. Okay. Mr. Ringer has also had two incidents of vandalism to his home in the last two weeks. One, an election-related message spray-painted on his garage door. The other, a brick thrown through a storm door window and boy last night was halloween we don't have today's news yet there might have been something last night um clearly a false flag operation yeah dumbasses that's what these all are so there's there's one more all right i got a list here for you Um, Uh, sure i'm ready justice alito and pocahontas oh boy uh, hey, Elon, did you buy the extended warranty, too? One of those two. Uh, do, the, uh, do the Elon one, because I, I have some thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, and we have actually a couple of uh, Elon stories. We'll get to the uh, extended warranty thing here in just a moment. But uh, it isn't just, it's already started with Elon Musk. It's well underway because he has reinstated Mark Fincham, who is the Arizona Republican nominee for Secretary of State, back onto Twitter. He was kicked off um, last week. He complained about it on Monday, and Musk put him back on. Fincham said, Twitter has blocked my account from speaking truth and one week left until the election. They're trying to put their thumb on the scales of this election. Tag Elon Musk, tell him to unban me right now. I am the Secretary of State nominee in a swing state running against the criminal Soros-funded candidate. Isn't it great that in his complaint, he he includes a conspiracy theory right there? Mm. Uh, So a former attorney for Donald Trump, you may remember this name, Jenna Ellis, she's a nut job. Mm. She got involved and... Two hours later, after she got involved, Fincham's account on Twitter was back in business. And they won't say what got him kicked off, and they won't say whether Elon Musk was 100% responsible for putting him back on. But since Elon Musk has fired everyone else at Twitter, I think you can make that assumption safe. Who is Mark Fincham? He's not a name that we hear about that much here in the East, because we only hear about Carrie Lake. Oh, yeah, well, she, she, he, Fincham has made denying the results of the 2020 election, the hallmark, the base, the oh. center of his campaign to become sure. the secretary of state and become the top elections official in Arizona. 
It's not been that long. Let's go back to October 5th, less than a month ago. Once again, he was asked by CBS News, is Joe Biden the winner of the 2020 election? Did he win it? Apparently so. (laughs) Asked if he believed Biden legitimately won. Fincham said, I didn't say that. He is the president. So he's among that group of people who keep saying that. And that's Elon Musk story number one. Elon Musk story number two, which I uh, cleverly headlined, hey, Elon, did you get the extended warranty too? Because, of course, it costs a lot more when you buy a car to get the extended warranty. So maybe Elon Musk only paid $20 billion for Twitter, and the next $24 billion was uh, a bunch of swindles, a bunch of things that he didn't understand, right? Like when people get handled by a by a car dealer. That's not true. I just made that up. But here you go. Uh, Elon Musk has been attacked viciously by Stephen King, the writer. Right. Stephen King's first book was Carrie. It was written in 1974. Elon Musk was born in 1971. So at age three, Stephen King was already a superstar, best-selling author. All these years later, Stephen King just gives it right to Elon Musk because Musk, his first idea here to make money is to charge people $20 for the blue check, the blue check that you get from Twitter to prove, to verify that you are who you are, that you're not a bot, that you're not a phony, that you're not an impersonator. And uh, apparently that's a valuable part of being on Twitter. I don't do much Twitter. I don't have a blue check, Mm -hmm. but that's that's a thing. So here comes Musk saying, here's a good idea. Let's charge everybody who's had this designation. The people who are, quote unquote, probably the best folks on Twitter, right, who verify themselves. Best is a relatively uh, fluid statement about it. But let's see if we can uh, wring $20 out of them. So here's what Stephen King says. 20 bucks a month to keep my blue check? Fuck that. They should pay me. If that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. Reader told Stephen King he could afford the fee. Stephen King replied back, it ain't the money. It's the principle of the thing. Oh, no, 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 Brett. It's the money for Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Stephen King's got to count his pennies. He's he's in bad shape these days. Right. So this this is my, uh, my question. This is my question. There's a, a couple things working here. This is not going to stand, of course. Musk is not going to be able to charge for something that was free all these years. It, it never works. It's just it's not going to work. In, in fact, if you notice the way the world is working in social media and in streaming and things, you got to give people more value, more choices. Mm-hmm. For instance, what Netflix did and is doing right now, they're giving people a choice you want to have a cheaper price okay but you have to watch some commercials correct that's expanding the thing this is the opposite of that okay you you just can't take things away from people you don't take away their constitutional rights and you don't take away their blue check for free thinking that you can tag them every month for twenty dollars for there there is no way Um, And this is not equivalent to I'm not going to subscribe to my local paper anymore because it sucks and they took away the comics. This is a whole different thing than that, okay? Because even the newspaper was never free, 
No, okay. <laughs> I so, want you to uh, I want you to consider something for me. Go. Elon Musk doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> OK, I know he's the smartest guy in the history no, of American anymore. <laughs> I know that he, he makes Henry Ford, Ford look like a mongoloid on the short bus licking the window. But I think he's gotten ahead of himself on this one and he doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do. He got out in front of himself. He made an offer. He had the lawyers draw it up. He was committed to it. Now he's there. The car caught the the, the dog caught the car. Can I, Has can I, no idea what to do with it. And now everybody's free speech, free speech, free speech, free speech. And he's and he's just clueless. And now he's flailing about trying to figure out what to do with this thing. Right. And, and he's caught between all these arrows that are coming in That's at him right. from, from different directions That's with, right. with something that, that he bought. But I, I would take I would take um, uh, umbrage with your initial idea that uh, people actually think he's that smart no, because I, Brit, 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 he just paid, he just paid $60,000, okay, for a $25,000 car. Okay, he just did fair, that. I, that's fair enough. But there's a segment of America, right-wing MAGA America, that believes this guy greatest industrialist in the history of capitalism and they will tell you that with great fervor and if you don't believe it look at his 20 quadrillion billion jillion dollars that he's got in the bank he doesn't know what he's doing this has captured his attention for the moment he's going to get frustrated with this little plaything. he's the chief twit now i'm the chief twit i'm in the office i'm firing people in about six months he'll be done with that and he'll head back over to tesla and start blowing up cars again because he has no idea what's going on, how to monetize this thing, what the algorithms mean. He's got, like you said, all of these people tell him, oh, it's got to be the first pitch. You got to get Trump back on there. You got to do this. You got to do this. Gotta... And then after a while, he's like, fuck it. I'm out. And he won't be able to sell it. He won't be able to monetize it. He won't be able to do anything with it. It'll just stick it in his pocket because he ain't got it. He doesn't know what's going on. And he got it way over his head on this thing. Sorry. Well, I... That's what's happening. Again, I, I would, uh, I would disagree with the characterization of his fan base as being largely right wing. He has a large, on. he has a large, I, I, bro, I understand that a large bro contingent who think that he's Jesus. I, I understand that, but you, you've been out West. I don't know if you've been in California in particular, where every five feet, there is a Tesla charging station because there are, there are a lot of Teslas out there and those are not conservatives. The people yeah. who buy te the people who've been buying Teslas, Britt, I, I looked this up. It's about 50-50 in their political leanings. It isn't one way or the other. Here's what I think. I think this does drive him into the arms that's right. of the right wingers and the conservatives because that's all he's got left. Thus you're seeing his his moves to you know reinstate this idiot in Arizona and the, the pressure to put Trump back on there. Yet at the same time, there he was last week sending out a letter that looks like it was written by the most intelligent, responsible CEO ever. Forget it. Um, talking to advertisers and asking them for a little bit of time to get things together, which in a normal circumstance might make some sense. But you created this mess. Mm -hmm. you, you bought into it. And then and you just no, fired the people that could have like to kept this thing steady, dumbass. Yeah. Well, and now they're going to pay like 130 million dollars in payouts I, for this thing. I think this is a, a hor this is a horrible thing to be in the private hands of one 
individual. You know, it was it was bad enough in the 1930s when William Randolph Hearst was the most powerful newspaper publisher in the country and uh, thought he could start wars by just running a headline. That was bad. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is, he wasn't the only newspaper publisher then. No, he There's the only one Twitter right now that has the instantaneous ability to do things that none of the other uh, social media platforms can do, even if their total audience is dwarfed by Facebook. But Facebook is not about immediacy. It's not about what what happened in the the last five minutes. I'm I'm slightly amused when I see people, and I still do it because people are fucking morons. Uh, It'll be Sunday afternoon. And somebody will be watching a football game and they'll put up a Facebook post about that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen a team do. Right. <laughs> not, that's not how Facebook works. You can't do that. It's, no, no, no. You wait till the game is over and you, you write about it. You talk, but, but not during the game. Um, but you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of, and you'll love this. Um, this will be 1997, 1997. Um, and I went to work after being fired at Rock 92 Radio. By the way, one of the guys from Barrico, he walked in the door. The electrician said, Brad Krantz, I used to listen to you. Wow. <laughs> and I said, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> get, get out of my house. You are you are not a young person, sir. Yeah, he wasn't. Um <laughs> I, I, I went to work for this little, tiny, little baby AM station, 1400 on the dial, called WKEW. And it was owned by this guy who had never owned a radio station before. He knew nothing. He knew nothing. What was his main uh, source of income? Uh, he was a uh, supposed financial advisor. He's still in business. His name is Steve Hutchinson, the Hutchinson <laughs> Family Office. Interesting. He should be in prison. Yes, but he should. that's a different story. He really should. He should be in prison. But he thought it would be fun to own a radio he station. He thought it would be fun to own a radio station. And he bought the station. It wasn't doing that well financially, which is why he was able to buy it for you know, probably pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And his first idea, and remember, Musk faces this problem except exponentially, you know, 10,000 times. Bigger. That's right. Um, where he's got to get the revenues going somehow, some way. Uh, and Hutchinson buys this radio station. says, I've got it. The light bulb went off over his head. He's a genius in marketing and advertising and generating money through a little AM radio station. You know what his plan was, Britt? What's he that? doubled the ad rates, doubled the advertisers. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, that's fucking great. How come nobody ever thought of that before? Did they just trample? Did the advertisers trample down the door trying to pay him twice as much money? Britt, some of them said, please, can we pay you three times what we were paying? I'm shy. Man, that sounds like a real winner. But that that sounds like Elon Musk saying, okay, I've got Twitter, and, and here are the good things about it, if you can say that there are good things about it. Things that were developed by the people who've been here all these years, who Elon Musk has designated as complete morons who know nothing. Nothing. They know nothing about anything. I know more. I'm now Elon Musk. I own the place. And one of the things was, as the years went on and 
Twitter started to get out of control, they came up with this way to verify as many people as possible as being legitimate. And that was one of the sticking points. After he bought the company, he decided that he'd been lied to about how many people were fake. And he probably questioned the veracity of the whole blue check system, right? Mm -hmm. So what does he do? He gets a hold of the company, he buys it, and now it's his. And his answer is to take the one thing that was at least slightly somewhat successful in ferreting out the worst of the worst and thinking that people are going to want to charge for it. He's not just doubling the ad rates. He's going from zero to 20. There's a big difference. It's even worse. Nobody's going to pay it. Nobody, nobody wants to pay it. And uh, so but a month, $240 a month. He's done. He's yeah. done. He has, he has no, there's no there there. It's over. And then eventually he's going to try to make, why do you think Donald Trump is not back on Twitter right now? Because, why do you think he, that is? because Musk knows that the minute he does that, the advertisers who do work with Twitter, a great deal of them, great many of them will say, don't need you. We're cutting back our ad budgets anyway across social media. Did you notice what happened to Snap? What happened to Alphabet? What happened to Microsoft? What I also to- I also happen to believe that Donald Trump is like I'm not. You're going to have to pay me to go back on your platform. I really believe that Donald Trump has. has if there's ever a discussion, that said that's not gonna, I'm not going not on for free either. Exactly. So that you, it's the stupidity of the whole situation, right, especially right. when uh, Coquette Junior was over there tweeting away like crazy. Oh my God, the Donald Trump Junior hammer jokes over the past 24 to 48 hours. Right, they get Comedy better. Comedy gold. One of them. It's just I, right. I'm telling you that it, Richard Pryor was a piker. He was a hammock. George Carlin, he didn't know comedy. This Donald Trump Jr., this guy knows comedy. Mm, 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 mm. So, uh, yeah, this is the definition of uh, in over his head. Oh, I know, Britt. A year from now, it will be fantastic, and we'll be we'll be eating our words here, won't we? Oh, he'll, he'll hire some asshole Silicon Valley genius to come in and rescue it. And here, spoiler alert, the asshole senior, the Silicon Valley guy won't be able to save it, but he'll move on to his next little hobby. That's there aren't any geniuses. No, they're, they're, they're not laying there in their, in their <laughs> bedroom waiting for the phone to ring <laughs> from Elon. They're, they're just not. And, uh, you know, you, you have to try to think, what would be the the uh, the wildest and craziest thing that he might think would, would change? All right, instead of, what is it now, 140 words or 280? He doubled it to 280. Characters. Okay, now it's a 1,000 words. It's a 1,000 words. It's not, it's not words, it's characters. Characters. Yeah, the letters and then the ampersands. Right, yeah, that, that, yeah. that, don't listen to what I say. Listen to what I mean. <laughs> just like, just like you meant Dennis Quaid. Exactly. I was talking about Dennis Quaid. I don't. Um. So he would try to establish a thousand. I Wait a minute. Well, Maybe but, you have to pay, but you have you can pay extra, and, and you can have more words to tweet out. Oh, pay per word. Oh, yes, paper letter. Do you yeah, think that the guys stuff. who ran the thing, do you think that the Biz Stones and the Jack Dorseys who previously ran it didn't think of every no. fucking thing Rit, that you no, ran? No, you don't no, think that? Nope. <laughs> I, I know he's the most brilliant motherfucker on the planet, but again, you don't think that the people who came up with this thing, the Jack Dorseys, the Biz Stones, all those people didn't have every like, hey, this, let's do this, let's do this, let, and none of it really worked out. 
Well, see, you here's, dumbass. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out one more little little nugget here for 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 folks who think he really is, you know, the greatest in, inventor of all time, and you know, he certainly got some things that you can't argue with between space and cars and and things of that sort. Um, but Henry Ford was such a world class anti semite, someone who really helped feed, yeah the 1930s Nazi narrative yeah. in this country against Jews. So Elon, you've got work to do. You've got work to do. Although I can, I can see that you've got the potential. I think you've got the potential to be that bad of a human being and demagogue and anti-Semite. Should you choose to go down that road? But uh, Henry Ford erected uh, quite a, quite a legacy there in in that area it's amazing how much that really is kind of forgotten in the story it does Mm -hmm. it doesn't come up as much as it should (laughs) that is for sure it it really should by the way i never knew why my parents wouldn't buy fords they had general motors cars when i was a kid um I think I know why. I hope I know why now. In, Correct. Yes, in I understand. And I know that my my wife's family. I know they never had Fords either. They had they had Chevys and yeah and things of that sort. Um, but now all these years later, you you really can't hold that against people who work there now. I mean, I I get that. But back then, we're not talking that long yeah, after was, World. Wasn't War that II. long ago? Was it? No, we're not talking that, that that long after World. War What's II. the Alito and Pocahontas story? Oh, this guy is the worst. Judge Samuel Alito, Supreme Court Justice, was uh, in the room on Monday. They were arguing the affirmative action cases out of Harvard and the University of North Carolina. And uh, putting aside the fact that Clarence Thomas said, I don't even know I don't even know what diversity is. I don't even understand what it is. Okay. <laughs> really? Look up the quotes. You, you won't believe it. Um, Samuel Alito decided to get in a shot at Elizabeth Warren. Okay. So the Solicitor General of North Carolina, whose name is Ryan Park, is arguing the case, defending UNC's affirmative action policies and alito asked the solicitor general what would prevent a student from staking a claim saying that they had an ancestor who was an american indian false heritage okay or someone just saying i identify as an american indian because i've always been told that some ancestor back then in the old days was an american indian and of course he acknowledged the solicitor general that this of course would be you know an invalid claim so alito decided to connect that statement with the whole elizabeth warren pocahontas thing from years ago because elizabeth warren identified herself as an american indian on a couple of documents that she signed and she did apologize in 2019 for the claim And so if you look and see what Alito said, you know what he was doing. So my thing is, hey, Judge Alito, 
don't do dog whistle shit. Just say it. Just say it. Have the balls to say it. Say it. Say it. Talk about Pocahontas. Go there. Trump did it. If you're a you big, if you're a right. big, strong, heterosexual, conservative, meat-eating, red-blooded conservative, fucking say this shit and have, put your name on it instead of being a pussy about it. Yeah. So, there you go. There's there's Judge uh, Judge Alito. I found a great piece, and I'll tell you what, we're we're kind of out of time for this Brad and Bridcast, and we can pick up on this again a little bit more tomorrow on this whole. Uh, affirmative action thing because at the center of this is not just uh, Alito and and the the six conservatives on the court but really it's Clarence Thomas mm-hmm. it's Clarence Thomas and uh, where he comes from and what he says about this issue is just so outrageous it's so hypocritical I'm, I'm going, well, yeah, it's Clarence Thomas, Brad. Is this something new? <laughs> no, no, it's not. But it's really, it's really illustrative of just what a, what a hack he is. And I'm just leaving aside all the shit with his wife and yeah. January 6th and, and the rest. That's just, that's just a icing on the cake, cherry on top, that whole thing. It's just extra dessert for, for somebody um, who should have never been a Supreme Court justice, really in the first place and pretends that when he was picked by George H.W. Bush to succeed Thurgood Marshall, that, that the main reason that he was chosen wasn't because he was black. He wants to pretend that that had nothing to do with it. I think one of the more outrageous statements I've ever heard in my lifetime is when he called that, that proceeding a high tech, high tech lynching. Well, that's what he's known for though. The balls on that guy to use that terminology at that time, it's just been, and that's 30 years ago. Hey, but hey, you know what? Why don't you send Clarence Thomas a tweet and tell him that he may have been more entertained by the possibility of a low-tech lynching yeah. on the steps of the Capitol less than two years ago that was being cooked up by people who wanted to overturn the democracy of the United States and deny the peaceful transfer of power. You may have thought that was a high-tech lynching because you were just on TV and they were saying mean things about you. But a low-tech lynching, that hurts. Wait till that they wait, wait do you good. see the MAGA Americans start sending hammers to members of Congress, conservative members of Congress? Oh. Well, you see them start mailing hammers to them. Well, I, maybe I they'll change all those commercials where they're holding guns and shit. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'm wait, wait, I'm waiting for the first Republic. Now, they've still got a week. They can produce these commercials instantly, right? Sure they, they can, easily. They can yeah. come out in an hour. I'm waiting for someone to use the song, If I Had a Hammer. There it is. 